Good morning, everybody. Welcome to uh, Tim with Tim. It's 10 o'clock, and uh, I'm Tim Harris. We are going verse by verse through the book of Proverbs right now. Proverbs chapter 10 is where we are. We're probably just going to do Proverbs through the end of this week and then start Ephesians next week. That's my plan. So uh, anyway, uh, let's spend some time in the Word this morning. Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs 10 begins a new section, a big, large section of the book of Proverbs. It's the second major section in the book, chapters 1 through 9, we've been reading. And you'll notice a big difference here in chapter 10 from here on. Uh, chapters 1 through 9 had these long uh, uh, monologues, these long speeches uh, that were presented as a father you know, giving wisdom to the children or as woman wisdom talking to all the dummies. Uh, but these long speeches of the father, long speeches of woman wisdom, and uh, those are behind us now. Chapter 10 just begins the Proverbs of Solomon. Now, that doesn't mean that the early part wasn't from Solomon, because I believe chapter 1, verse 1 says, you know, these are the Proverbs of Solomon. But, but you'll notice that from chapter 10 on, it's a very different structure. Uh, this is really more just a loose anthology of Proverbs or, or wise sayings. They are typically couplets which means it's like two lines. Sometimes they seem to be arranged, like related, grouped together maybe, but most of the time they just seem to be sort of randomly assembled, not necessarily uh, leading one into the next, uh, like I say, like beads on a string. Uh, and so anyway, that's why you're not, not going to get a good sermon going <laughs> from these sections, because like I say, you're just going to get a verse or two that, that speak to the same topic. But but there is one, I find one major topic in chapter 10, although the verses aren't right together, they're all kind of spread out. But let's just start at the top. Uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1 says, A wise son, a wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish one brings grief to a mother. Again, it's a couplet, typical Hebrew poetry in that they they nearly say the same thing twice or else they'll say something very opposite. But at any rate, you realize it's a, it's a couplet. These two sentences belong together. So wise child brings joy to a father, foolish child brings grief to the mother. They're sort of opposites, but still you see that parallel structure. Uh, I think the lesson in, in this, uh, obviously you're still sort of speaking to a, a son, a growing young man here in wisdom, but um, I think it applies to anybody. I think the lesson there is to pay attention to the, uh, the way others respond to your behavior. Again, if you could get a kid to be that self-aware, then they'd be a wise you know, adult, or at least on the path. Um, if you just notice people don't, I guess we would say, read the room. You know, somebody walks in and they're just making a fool of themselves, but they don't seem to just realize that everybody in the room is rolling their eyes or everybody in the room is nobody's laughing at, at your jokes. I mean, you know what I mean? Read the room, you know, pay attention to the way your behavior uh, uh, triggers responses in others. And in this case, the assumption is your, your, your mother and father are wise. And if you're bringing joy to your father, you know, chances are you're on the right path. But if you're breaking your mother's heart and your mama's a good lady, dude, you know, you're on the wrong path. And, and that's sort of the assumption there in verse one. I know that that's reading a lot into it, but I think it's all there. Pay attention to the way others respond to your behavior. Uh, also, verse seven, I, I see a similar theme there. We have happy, happy memories of the godly, but the name of a wicked person rots away. Um, in the Proverbs, often that word name 
It doesn't mean like literal name, like people are going to forget your name, Tim Harris, you know. It's more reputation, you know what I mean? Like, man, she's really got a good name in the community. It doesn't mean, man, everybody loves the name Brenda. It means that she's well thought of. Her reputation is favorable. And so this is more to do with reputation. Happy memories of the godly. People think well of the righteous, but man, wicked people, their reputation stinks. You know, again, once more, pay attention, read the room. Pay attention to the response triggered by your behavior in relation to other people. Does that make sense? From there, uh, again, just a, a, a couple of themes that we'll find as we read forward in all the, all the Proverbs. Verse 4, for example, can, compares laziness and hard work or the wisdom that comes from hard work. Uh, lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. Well, again, this is one of those places where you're reminded that the Proverbs are observations of what's generally true, all things considered, you know, but they're not promises. I know a lot of, actually, some of the hardest working people I know aren't rich by the world standards, you know, but all things considered, man, if you're laid up too lazy to scratch, you're probably not going to do well either. So again, observations of what is generally true, the way the world works, you know, lazy people. Uh, the Hebrew here uh, says uh, uh, a slack palm, <laughs> you know, you know, in other words, you know, somebody, you know, you, uh, you know, who's not really putting their hand to the work, you know, it's, it's a slack palm uh, versus a determined hand. Hard workers get rich, yeah, those, those who put their hand to the work. Verse 5 seems to go along with that. A wise youth harvests in the summer, but one who sleeps during the harvest is a disgrace. If there's work to do, get after it. There's wisdom in hard work. I like verse 9, uh, and again, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying everybody should, should read Hebrew. I'm not saying that at all. But so much is lost in translation with the Proverbs because translation is in many ways an art form that relies upon context. So if you're translating the Gospel of Matthew, for example, out of the Greek, you have you know the whole paragraph that helps you know what we're talking about and that helps you choose words carefully in translation in the proverbs you've got two lines you know without a context and it's very difficult to make uh, uh, the, the sort of decisions that translators must make and so you'll sometimes if you compare two english translations both of whom you trust they may have very different readings of the you know a single proverb so in verse 9 People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. Really what this is talking about, uh, people who with people with integrity walk safely. Um, that's a terrible translation. Um, it's more uh, people who walk in innocence. Integrity means it's a straight path. Think a straight path. In other words, you're not hiding anything. You know, it's it's compared with people who follow crooked paths. You know, you're twisting and you're turning and you're dodging and you're darting and weaving and, you know, and uh, and so sooner or later, everybody's going to catch on to your mess. You're obviously hiding something, but if you just walk a straight path, you don't have to hide anything. The, the implication is you walk with innocence. You walk with integrity. That means you can walk openly. You can walk boldly. You don't have any secrets to keep. You're not trying to cover your path, you know, to conceal your tracks. You know what I mean? Um, you just walk uh, in innocence, walk with integrity. You're not hiding anything. And so you can walk openly with boldness. 
And again, I like that. Verse 10, I'm not going to do the whole chapter. I'm just sort of, I'm just sort of hitting the high points here. Well, verse 10, uh, people who wink at wrong cause trouble, but a bold reproof promotes peace. Uh, I think that's about avoiding conflict. You know what I mean? People who wink at wrong. You know, it's just like, you know, you know, it's a, it's a private little, you know, wink like, I saw that, but I'm not going to say anything. And it's the same. And you, when you just wink at bad behavior, you're inviting trouble. The, uh, but a bold reproof promotes peace. It doesn't mean you're ugly. It doesn't mean you're you know, mean. It just means that you should be confident in confronting bad behavior that actually promotes peace. Winking at bad behavior, winking at it's just going to invite trouble. You know, that, wisdom, right? I mean, that, that makes so much sense. Now, starting about verse 11, uh, we start coming up on several here in this chapter that are about words and, and language. And so much of, I mean, if it's in your heart, it's going to come out your mouth eventually. And so truly those who are wise will often be known by the wisdom of their words and sometimes the economy of their words. I count, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, I, I, about 10 verses in Proverbs chapter 10 have to do with words. Verse 11, the words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions, you know. Uh, and then uh, verse 13, wise words come from the lips of people with understanding. Those lacking sense will be beaten with a rod. Uh, verse 14, wise people treasure knowledge, but the babbling of a fool invites disaster. Wise people treasure knowledge. It's the idea of the wise person listening and taking things in as opposed to the fool who's just, you know, you know, barfing out foolishness all the time. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. That's our idea of being two-faced, you know. Uh, I don't really like you. I just act like I like you, and that's a liar. But what's worse than that is when you just run your mouth about other people all the time. Uh, that slandering it makes you a fool. Uh, too much talk leads to sin. That's verse 19. Remember what I said? Uh, wisdom has to do with words and sometimes the economy of your words. And throughout the Proverbs, there's this idea that, you know, if you could just talk less, fewer words are, are going to you know, get you in less trouble um, verse 20, verse 21, again, all these are about words. Verse 31, verse 32, again, about words. Uh, verse 26, back to laziness. Lazy people irritate their employers like vinegar to the teeth or smoke in the eyes. Don't you love that, man? It's like, man, your boss, you know, you're lazy and it's just like vinegar in the teeth of your boss, man. Uh, again, read the room, dude. Goes back to understanding the effect of your behavior on other people. Wise people. It's, it's not that we're always trying to please everybody else, but when you're wise, you're at least aware of the way other people have to deal with your behavior, the effect that you have on them. And I see that in quite a few of the verses in Proverbs chapter 10. Pick up here with me tomorrow. Pick up in chapter 11. We're going to do the same thing. Just kind of go through these verses. Chapter 11 has Looks like 31 verses, so we'll take a look at those. Listen, pick out a favorite from chapter 10 today and drop it in the comments. I love you guys so much. I didn't even say it. I love you guys so much. I will see you in the morning, Lord willing, for 10 with 10. I hope we get a little bit of rain today. It's a pretty day, but we could use a shower. Maybe today's the day. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.